a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening, and welcome to this week's episode. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about how the First Order sort of appropriated and twisted an old Jedi custom. So without further ado, let's dive into ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? I do, sir! So I will start by going through what the Jedi custom was, and then I'll transition into explaining sort of the rise of the First Order and how they came to sort of take inspiration from old Jedi customs and then twist them in their own evil way. Um, but that being said, the Jedi custom in question is the fact that Jedi tended to take young, uh, Force-sensitive individuals from their family at a very young age, normally around infancy. And this was something that was deemed uh, galaxy-wide across a lot of media platforms as kidnapping. Um, But in actuality, a lot of families saw this as a great honor to have a child selected to be indoctrinated into the ranks of the Jedi Order. And the reasoning for why the Jedi took um, children from such young age is that they didn't want the children to have a chance to imprint on the world around them. They didn't want them to have the opportunity to form attachments because, as you well know, attachments are forbidden within the Jedi Order, more specifically possessive attachments, because they don't want any source of bias or potential uh, conflict of interest with uh, their role as peacekeepers, because once again, attachment in any sort of romantic or possessive way could lead a Jedi to act impartially. Uh, to, to not act impartially, I'm sorry. Um, and therefore, they might put the needs of an individual over the needs of a collective, which is not how the Jedi are supposed to operate. So that's the reasoning for why Jedi were taken um, from their families so young. And this is another reason why the Jedi Council was so opposed to taking Anakin Skywalker in, because he was already nine years old by the time that he was brought before them. So they thought that he was already too... Um, entrenched in the real world to really pick up on Jedi customs well enough, and turns out they were right. He is a very controlling and possessive individual, which ultimately led to both the downfall of the Jedi and the downfall of Anakin Skywalker himself. So, um, to an extent, they had a point, but their dogmatic and and narrow view, as stated by Palpatine, um, is another big reason why they ended up uh, falling in the first place, but that's not really the point of this video, or not video, episode. Um, Let's talk about the rise of the First Order. So after an Imperial loss to the New Republic at the Battle of Jakku, uh, a sort of mass disarmament was uh, started, and actually Masameda, who's the uh, Chagrian um, Grand Vizier of the Empire at the time, and he's also, he's the blue guy with the horns that you see in all the prequels, is standing right alongside the Supreme Chancellor, whether it's Valorum or Palpatine. And uh, he was, therefore, in charge of the Empire after Palpatine's death. And he actually, in order to regain his status and power, committed to helping the New Republic dismantle and disarm the remaining Imperial uh, forces and factions. But that being said, a small faction of Imperials, of like nobles and uh, technocrats, 
fled into the unknown regions and hid there and were able to build a large military force in secret and in violation of the New Republic's new laws. And stormtroopers were a very prominent uh, aspect of that military might. But leading officials within the First Order were able to convince galactic governments that the soldiers were only meant for self-defense. Uh, very similar to how the Trade Federation handled their battle droids during the time of the prequels and the Clone Wars. They were legal under the Rusan Reformation simply because they were deemed as self-defense mechanisms rather than um, actual battle military, um, at least battle or military intent intended. I'm trying so hard to say words. They didn't have the intent to use them as a military force is what I'm trying to say. But uh, let's talk about Bren, uh, let's see, Brendel Hux. He was a um, Republic junior officer and then an Imperial commandant. And he is actually the one who caused the inspiration for conscription methods for the new Stormtrooper Corps. And he is the father of General Armitage Hux, Armitage Hux who we meet in the sequel trilogy. So Brendel Hux, uh, General Hux's father, was actually responsible for the inspiration around the entire process of um, adopting the new conscription methods, which was called Project Resurrection. And they essentially conscripted and trained children virtually from birth, assuring their unflinching loyalty to the First Order. And the training regimen that they used was actually very similar to previous regimes, such as the Galactic Republic, as well as the Empire. Um, but a difference between the way that they uh, trained their soldiers was, once again, they trained their uh, conscripted soldiers from essentially from birth, whereas in the Empire they were conscripted in their adolescent years, as we see a little bit of in Rebels, where um, it's mainly like young adult, maybe teenage men, and then uh, adult adults in the age of like the Bad Batch whenever. Uh, it's mainly like militiamen and soldiers who fought in the Clone Wars, but now are actually getting paid for it because it's no longer a volunteer service. It's actually a military position. Um, and so they're these trained fighters, but uh, Brendel Hux saw that the Imperial method of training their soldiers was very uh, insufficient and ineffective because... At the end of the day, all you got was a large-scale army that was very poorly trained and ill-equipped to deal with threats such as the Rebellion. And that's why Stormtroopers appear so ineffective. They're very menacing and they're very, um, they, they have great numbers, but at the end of the day, they weren't trained super well. They were trained very quickly. As you can see, the, um, the reign of the Empire lasts about 25 to 30 years, um, which is which is pretty short in in if you put into perspective trying to grow a galactic a galaxy wide military force um, after they abandoned the cloning process and all that for a lot of reasons the stormtroopers of the empire were very very um, sloppy and very bad at their jobs but at the end of the day what they needed was a large intimidating force which they got but at the same time if people are motivated enough, like the Rebellion, they were able to overcome uh, intimidation and essentially get the better of it. Very, very ill-prepared military force. But that being said, um, the Huxes, both Brendel and Armitage, 
uh, began to essentially extrapolate that, okay, well, the clone army was super effective, so were the Jedi. So this model of taking children from a very young age and training them up through infancy must be the better model. Essentially, they brainwashed these children from a very young age into having, like I said, unflinching loyalty to the First Order and to its leaders, such as General Hux, Kylo Ren, uh, Captain Phasma, and ultimately their main leader, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. But General Hux actually went as far to state that the First Order Stormtroopers are the Jedi's legacy, basically saying that the Jedi laid the framework for uh, these evil, evil perpetrators to rise up in the first place because they provided the, the blueprints, essentially, which is a really grim but also pretty fair uh, statement of Hux. And um, that being said, you get some perspective on that uh, in The Rise of Skywalker whenever uh, our, the heroes meet. Uh, these stormtroopers who have been uh, hiding out on Kefbir the moon uh, that the Death Star crashed on in the Endor system. And they kind of talk about how, oh man, like, we didn't have a choice. Like, there's, um, like, they took us while we were kids who I don't even remember my family. Like, the, all of these different things. And it's a really heartwarming moment. And I think that that would have been a very, very interesting thing if they had teased that out earlier in the trilogy and made that a very serious point of contention where Finn is having to wrestle with the fact that he's killing these people who, A, he, he trained up with, he, he was uh, a, a one of them at some point, but he's having to kill them because it's this, it's this very tough moral dilemma where they are the enemy, but at the same time, he knows that they didn't have a choice. They were, they were trained up from children, and I think that that would have been an amazing, amazing thing, especially if in episode nine, like, we had the seed planted in episode eight where he has this this uh these doubts and these like oh man i don't know if i if i would be able to kill stormtroopers and then it culminates in episode nine and him like rallying a big group of them into rebelling against the first order that would be really impactful but no what we got was 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 what it was where he's like oh yeah these stormtroopers didn't have a choice and then he yells woo a lot whenever he kills them um so you know it, it's basically the same thing but that's about all that I have to say about how the First Order twisted an old Jedi custom. I hope that y'all enjoyed it. And it's a cool little bridge between the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy, regardless of what my thoughts are on the sequels. And I know that I, I bash the sequels a lot, but I would like to say that if you do enjoy the sequels, more power to you. Uh, I, I do wish that I could like them more than I do. Um, I, I just get a little angry whenever I think about the the lore and the and the the narrative logistics of of all that went down. It, it just it makes it very difficult for me to enjoy them. But um, I don't want to alienate anybody. I'm more just expressing an opinion. And if your opinion is different than mine, then more power to you. I am jealous that you can enjoy that aspect of Star Wars that I I, I struggle to. But um, that being said. I just I, I wanted to clear that up and say that I am not trying to alienate sequels fans. I just personally don't like them. But all that to say, this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more. So today what I have for you is that the First Order actually had a Worker of the Month award, which was given to troopers who distinguished themselves from their peers. 
So basically, they had Employee of the Month awards, which I think is really funny. Um, and you can look that up. That's 100% legit uh, if you don't believe me. But I just felt that I found that kind of amusing. Um, that's about all that I have for this episode. Make sure that you stay tuned this Wednesday for uh, my Kenobi, my Obi-Wan Kenobi review and breakdown. This show is amazing. So if you haven't started watching it, I would highly recommend that you do so. Um, and then I don't think it's this week. It's not this week, but it's um, next week is going to be this month's edition of The Ability to Speak Does Not Make You Intelligent. So Friday, June 17th, make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, I have on Mr. John Duran and my brother Jeb once again. Uh, so make sure that you tune in for that. That being said, I'm still making reels on Instagram, so go check those out if you haven't already. Uh, short, they also are being posted on YouTube, so if you'd rather watch there than, than be my guest. Uh, that being said, follow us on Instagram at Twin Sun Talks. Subscribe on YouTube, Twin Sun Talks Podcast. And follow and listen wherever you get your podcasts by looking up Twin Sun Talks. That being said, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see you all in the next episode. Bye, friends.